There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart Podcast. I am your host, Kat Ward. You can find me on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean and YouTube. You can also find the show on SparkRadioNet.org, New Lantern Media, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you find fine podcasts. Paranormal Heart provides a safe place for people to share their paranormal experiences, whether it's ghosts, aliens, dogmen, Sea monsters or gnomes, this is a place to discuss what you have encountered. Folks, this episode is a milestone for the show. This marks Paranormal Hearts' third year. So I dedicate this episode to all you listeners from around this big, blue, beautiful globe of ours. Thank you so much for showing the love and support by tuning in. It simply amazes me that this little show of mine is heard from people from so many countries around the world. You're all so amazing, and I appreciate you all. Thank you. In episode 48, my guest is a fellow Canadian paranormal investigator and has started her own small production company that will bring you real paranormal shows. She discusses some paranormal cases she's investigated, some paranormal experiences of her own, and talks about how and why she started her production company, which is called Paradventure Entertainment. I introduce to you from Unearthing Shadows, Andrea Bailey. Hello, Andrea. Welcome to Paranormal Heart. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, it's been uh, we've we've worked on this for uh, quite a few months to try and get you on, but our schedules are always um, not working t- well together. So you're finally here. Yes, and I'm very grateful. Thank you. You're very welcome. 
So as I said in the introduction, you are a paranormal investigator and you also have some other projects on the go. So I thought we could start talking about some of the interesting uh, investigations that you've done and talk about your projects as well. Sure. No, that sounds great. Happy to talk about all of that. The mic is yours. The mic is mine. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, when did you start uh, investigating? I don't, I don't really want to use the term professionally, but um, Mm -hmm. I get on a, you know, a very invested interest level. Um, I would say 2013, uh, we, me and one of my team members, Jen, we um, we just were going to a lot of the uh, public groups and investigations, and that led us to um, working with another group here in Victoria, and I had been working with them for quite some time, helping with uh, public investigations, private investigations, and so on. And, um, you know, I've been interested in this in my entire life, and uh, it just led me to thinking, okay, well, I just had some different views, and uh, I wanted to kind of take things in a direction that I had an interest in. So I started the team and uh, it's just evolved from there. Um, we, we typically, we, we like to do honest, um, sound investigating and research. Like if for, for us, like we love the adventure and the excitement behind it, like no doubt. But, um, the more reason why we do it is because we really do document and try to find real answers to what's going on, whether it's, you know, we can come up with a reasonable explanation or if perhaps there is something paranormal. Um, so that's kind of, kind of where our journey has taken us and it led to, um, starting to document what we do, um, just because we wanted to, uh, we wanted to bring some of this information forward to like the general public and to show people that we're serious about what we do. And especially with private investigations, um, you know, the homeowners have various uh, beliefs and mm-hmm. aren't always too sure what's going on. So this way we can give them something tangible to look over after and we can say, well, this is what we think our findings are. Here you go. And then you can figure or decide what you think is is going on as well. Nice. So you don't go in and tell the client, yep, it's haunted. You just kind of give them the the information that you collected and then kind of make them decide for themselves? For them, well, to some degree, like Mm -hmm. we definitely will give our opinions. Like if we do feel that there's something going on there and recommendations, um, the harder part is when they're, when we found um, just normal everyday explanations of why things are happening. That's the harder thing to, to usually communicate with the clients because they don't always want to hear that, even though they don't want the scary, whatever they think is going on to be happening. They don't really like to know that it's um, environmental or, you know, unfortunately they're, um, living in an old house with a lot of exposed Mm -hmm. wiring everywhere. So we do, sometimes when we can give credible facts we absolutely will Um, we definitely will give our opinions but we don't want to force that on somebody um, just because you know as you all know we can't always give a definite answer when we Mm -hmm. believe it's paranormal so we will just say we think this is what's happening Um, we never very seldomly will ever say like the spirit we believe is here is this spirit we will say these are the names that have come through this is what we can associate with this supposed haunting um so we we just try to keep to the facts nice i yeah i found that uh, clients that we have as well if we tell them that um because they always think it's demons no matter 
no matter what. And when yeah. we tell them that it's not, or it's, you know, you need to get your circuit breaker checked or, or, or whatever, you know, um, they're kind of, de- what I want to say disappointed, but yeah, they're, they're kind of disappointed because, you know, like you said, they don't want it to be haunted, but they kind of get, um, the, they don't want to hear that it's nothing. It's just electronics or whatever. You know, it's it's kind of funny. I find it interesting because it just shows that there is an intrigue for this field. Um, that even the people that don't believe or want to know the the intrigue is still there. So mm-hmm. that's something I find pretty fascinating amongst all the types of groups and people and beliefs that we talk to. It's just something that's there. I uh, have to say that the uh, paranormal television shows, because um, we all know they're there, it's a business, they want to have a very interesting television show. Um, some of it is real, some of it's not, we all know that. But I have to mm-hmm. say kudos to those shows because they have made people like us a little bit more um, not as crazy. <laughs> uh, it's a yeah. little bit more open, we can actually talk about it more where people don't look at you like you have three heads. Exactly. And, you know, that's actually was one of the main driving points for why I created this concept reality TV um, and wanted to take it a bit a step further. Um, I was really happy, like you say, to see a lot of these shows were bringing light to what's going on because a lot of us experience it. And, you know, that's also another reason why I got into investigating because I had at the time it was very traumatic to me in a place that I was living and people were aware of what was going on but I was continually told you can't talk about this you there's Mm -hmm. nobody to help you people are going to think you're crazy and when you're actually in the midst of whatever's going on that's paranormal related it's awful like because you don't know and you're scared and you just you don't have any help Um, I'm thankful though that things have changed and that you know there is more of an understanding and conversations and people that can help now so that's what started the journey and then it led from there where, you know, people now are getting more interested and um, I wanted to have, as you say, with all due respect, a real reality show, like mm-hmm. really to highlight how much work it actually takes to be a paranormal investigator. You, you don't just show up at a location with your cameras and things that light up and just start filming and a couple hours later you've got all this it, it, so supposed evidence. You know, there's weeks of researching and talking to people before you go to that location getting the history um this equipment you know like it's a lot to set it up and it's really as you know really expensive so Mm -hmm. you have to find ways to get the right equipment for the place that you're going to um you know after you do the investigation and generally when you do an investigation like we find the minimum you're somewhere at least four hours um i've been yep you know, been on investigations for like all night, um, you know, and you're not always guaranteed anything. So you think of all those hours you have to now go home and analyze for every hour of video you have, that's going to take you like anywhere from four to eight hours to review that because you have to go over it with a fine tooth comb. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always trying to find logical explanations, document it, um, and compile a really credible report. Like, at this time, we noticed this, you know, all those motions that you go through. And um, so we wanted to bring that forward to the TV. Um, our, our, you know, our show does 
primarily have um, a female cast. So we wanted to also show the lives of like, we are just regular people. Like a lot of people have a real misconception about what it is to be a paranormal investigator. They think all these weird things, like we're out doing weird things at midnight. And, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're just normal people with curiosities. Most of us, because we've had, we've been through something that we can't explain that is supposedly paranormal. Um, so we wanted to show that and, we also wanted to bring forward a show that gives truths. You know, we're bringing, um, bringing in experts. And um, again, we don't want to tell people what to think. We want to say this is our experience. This is our findings. This is all the work we put into it. But the viewers, you guys get to make your own minds up, whether you believe us or come up with your own conclusions. Um, but we just want to, we really want to bring a real show that's not just telling the same story over and over again and to tell levels to that story so you don't just get the exciting part you get the history you get like the science you get people's first accounts of what they've experienced and ours as well and um you know just all these worldly stories that not very many people know about just to really connect the world just being like every ounce of the world has a ghost story attached to it and mm -hmm. it's just fascinating to me with when you consider all the religions, cultures, um, individual stories, there's a connection there. So that's, yes, I, I've uh, that, been, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was, sorry. I was just going to say that's, okay. that's, that's our goal. We just kind of want to, you know, bring another level to what you see on TV. And so people can believe what they're seeing and, um, kind of unite the community just so there isn't so much of a separation that people mm -hmm. are starting to, not consider this a pseudoscience that people at some point will be like, okay, there are credible people that are working really hard behind the scenes to do this. And it's will become a real science one day. I'm hoping. No, I was just going to say that I find I've, I've said this countless times that the thing that fascinates me the most with paranormal is no matter where you are in the world, the culture, the religion, whatever beliefs, everybody has these encounters, whether it's different cryptids or paranormal experiences or whatever. It just fascinates me how we're all connected that way. It, it is really fascinating. And to me, that makes me think that there's there are truths there. Mm -hmm. We just need to really be able to define what those are. What kind of equipment do you use? We have um, not as much as I would like. <laughs> we we combine, um, you know, we do have a lot of the equipment is what you see on the TV shows. We've got night vision cameras. We've got the, the fun K2s that everybody loves. Mm -hmm. yep. um, you know, bell meters, you name it. Um, we also try to use a lot of the older techniques like dousing rods. I'm a big believer personally on, um, I love just like plain, simple copper dousing rods. We have a lot of luck with those. Uh, pendulums. Um, we've even got things like door stoppers or um, anything that makes a noise. So when we're not in a particular room, we can mm. we have triggers, <laughs> you know, motion sensors. Yep. Um, we've got high tech EVP recording equipment. Um, so we we really try to incorporate a lot of things. Just um, the other thing too, when we investigate, we always try to pair things so that we have. If one device is reacting, we've got two or three devices reacting so that we have some comparables. Um, yep. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's a little dry today. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because it's 20 degrees today on November, what, November 7th? 
And uh, 20 degrees Celsius is uh, about 40, 46 Fahrenheit, I believe. So it's a really nice day. But I digress. Um, have you ever <laughs> used a <laughs> Have you ever used a compass? Because I, I never have, and I've never used dousing rods. But I know some investigators swear on compasses as well. Yep, actually we do. I um I take one with us. We pretty much use it in every investigation, and I've used one for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it you do get some movement out of it, and sometimes you don't. I really like pairing it with um, when we're using the ghost box. Ah. Because it's something that doesn't really influence the sound that you're getting from the ghost box. So mm-hmm. it's... Um, it's a safe device to use with it. And yes, yeah, sometimes absolutely you'll see it move. Um, we haven't ever had anything crazy. And I would love to be able to say that we have, you know, where the thing's just spinning around like, like mm-hmm. mad. But um, but there's definitely been movement. Um, the other thing that I find interesting too, like with the dousing rods, um, everybody on our team, like we all each have something that seems to work really well for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me in particular, the dousing rods work really well Um I find, I don't know, I just like them because it's just a simple tool. And again, it's something that you can always use with your electronic devices because it will not affect those electronic devices. Um, So we've had a lot of luck with that where the K2 will be going off and then we'll be using the dousing rods. Um, We've also used it too with the ghost box because it's interesting to see if we're kind of getting the same responses. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times you do, sometimes you don't. but no, I think they're amazing. And I, I really do like, um, I think there's so many different types of dousing rods you can get. It's just my personal preferences. I love just go to the store, get some copper wire, like pure copper wire, bend it and use those. Like copper is really good at conducting electricity. And it just, I find those have worked the best for me. That was going to be my next question. If you purchased it or uh, already <laughs> made or if you put it together yourself. So you read my mind. <laughs> awesome. Love it. And, and again, like I'm not at all like I think there's some very lovely ones and they work really well if you were to purchase them. And they're definitely well worth the money. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find, you know, for me, just the cheap plain copper ones. I don't know. They've just always done the trick for me. So. Mm. I'm going to have to look into that. And I know I have a compass around here someplace that uh, my last investigation, I wanted to bring it, but I, it was a last minute thought. So I'm going to have to bring that out and uh, maybe use that as well. Um, have you had experiences? You know, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was okay. going to say, you know, what else is really interesting to try. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, it broke, but I had one of the old Morse code um, <gasps> systems really? and completely removed all the electronics on it. So that way you knew it wasn't you know if you were getting any movement or sound from it that it, you're getting it from something that's in the room <laughs> you know that's it's not having an electronic pitch. yeah we've no. had a lot of luck with it because especially here in victoria um you know i used to investigate the old maritime museum that we had yeah uh, countless times so that's something that a device that we would have used here back in the day and um yeah, we've had some luck with it sometimes, and unfortunately, sometimes it just didn't work at all. But again, it's, you know, I'm all about, you know, let's see if we can have other things that are reacting while our electronic devices are reacting too. So so that really interests me because I'm not, um, I, I, I don't use it anymore, but I am a licensed amateur radio operator. So, and I got that interest from my father. 
And back in the day, to get your license, you had to have Morse code. You had to be qualified Morse code. So I started a Morse key collection. So I have four or five of them here. So is it just the key or do you also have like something that's audio that's connected with the key? That's, first of all, that's really awesome that, that you know all that. Um, <laughs> no, we just, what we would do is we would just get an electronic, or I mean, sorry, um, a, di- a voice digital recorder and just put it next to it. And most of our investigations too, we really try to have a camcorder going at all times. Mm-hmm. So it would literally just be the key. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to dig those out and I'm going to bring them on my neck. I never even <laughs> thought of that. That's brilliant. Thank See you. That, let me know because now I'm excited yeah. for you to try it out. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, this, this is what I like about, okay, now it's a cliche term, but para-unity. Um, it's just so amazing when you can share information like this and yes. find out what works for one person or, you know, I never thought of that, you know, like you just spoke about the Morse keys. I never even thought of that. That's brilliant. Hmm. I'm on I'm, the same page as you. I really, yeah. I really want to see this community band together and support each other and to be talking and collaborating because I don't mm. always find it's that way, unfortunately. And it, um, no, it's not takes away from the goal that we're all trying to achieve so so yeah I love I love chatting about this yeah and I'm finding more and more the past couple of years paranormal investigators are starting to talk more about para unity and because for a while there was so much drama where I actually knew an individual with her own team uh, she was getting harassed she was getting death threats uh, they were uh, harassing her online on social media and everything and leaving messages and people going to her work and she actually had to just step away from everything no more investigating uh, she got off social media it was that bad like it was it was horrible death threats um, from uh, fans of her colleagues that were on social media and it's just like this is just ridiculous why and uh, so it's so nice. I think yeah. people just got to the point where they're like, we're not going to stand for this anymore. And we have to pool together and um, share our information. Yes. Yeah, that I 100% agree. I, that's awful. I, I feel so bad for, for your friend. But you're right. I agree. Like, we absolutely have to stick together um, because we all, like, we all have a common goal here. Like, hmm. And it shouldn't be about ego. And unfortunately, that's no. what it's become but um yeah we just we want the truth yeah some people might be more ask them you know just help educate other people as well who want to know so exactly. um, yeah this para unity i'm i'm totally for me did too you, i love it yeah did you ever have experiences when you were younger like paranormal oh. experiences Sorry, can I jump the gun on answering that one? It's yes. okay. <laughs> yeah, I um, I mean, honestly, is as long as I can remember, I've had experiences. I mean, so many I can't even tell you half of them because probably up until I was about, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, like I just thought this stuff was normal. I didn't. Same here. It wasn't until adults started being like, "No, that's weird." Like, you know, there's something wrong with you, and I just. <laughs> shut right down um but no yeah i've had the most bizarre things um happened to me ever since i was probably 
two, two, three years old was the hmm. first time I can really remember something happening. Would you like to share some of those? Um, one story, sorry, the details I can't remember quite as well as I'd like to, but I mean, I was, um, I was diagnosed with an illness when I was uh, about two and a half. Hmm. So I spent a lot of time in the hospitals and, you know, back then the hospitals were really old, like the, mm-hmm. the equipment was old. I didn't like going in there and, um, I was in the hospital, one hospital for about two weeks, um, you know, and my mom would come there as much as she could, but you know, it's unfortunately you still have to work and stuff. And mm-hmm. so sometimes when, uh, I was there alone, I remember talking to my mom or the nurses just mentioning about these kids and they were like, you're the only person in this room. They're like, Andrea, like there's, there's nobody else here. And I would describe like in great detail with like their names. And, um, even one time I remember a nurse coming into the hospital or sorry, into my room and saying, um, who are you talking to? And I'm like, well, the little girl, um, she brought toys to play with me. And the nurse is like freaking out. And they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, and, you know, they automatically think it's her illness, but the the type of illness that I had wasn't, wouldn't have affected my um, mentality at the time. And granted, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it was quite young at the time, but I mean, I remember those things happening. So that's, that's probably one of the earliest memories um, I can think of. And I don't know, like I wasn't scared wasn't scared of these things like I, I know I freaked a lot of people out telling <laughs> them my stories as a child but I don't know they never really seemed to bother me I just didn't see them different any different than like well I mean I also didn't I couldn't see the difference between uh, a physical person or I guess the spirit like to mm-hmm. me it was the same thing so but luckily one of my grandmothers was um, I, I guess the term that was used at the time was a kitchen witch and mm-hmm. um she yep. was pretty amazing i remember her gave me or her giving me a crystal ball once and she's like here you go you'll know what to do with it and i remember being like eight years old being like i have no idea what to, wow. <laughs> what to do with this so she was really amazing like she was always like it doesn't matter what people think like you know mm-hmm. just because people don't understand doesn't mean this doesn't exist and it's not weird she's like yep. you're okay and you'll figure it out as you get older that's amazing. So, what a great grandma. She really was. Um, that was that was my dad's mom, and she just, I don't know. I mean, all my grandparents have a special place in my heart, but uh, but I appreciated that she supported me and was one of the few people that was like, this isn't weird just because everybody else thinks it's weird. You are normal, mm-hmm. and that stuck with me. It's so great to have support for children who have uh, abilities like that because I've encountered a lot of families where uh, the children have special gifts and the parents don't and they don't understand it and they're afraid or they think their child is crazy or and it's it's sad that some people just don't have the support to help them uh, know that they're loved they're supported and there's someone out there who could potentially help you hone in on your abilities absolutely and it's you're absolutely right and it's hard like I was a kid um Go, just going into some things I don't normally talk about, but like ever since I was a kid, like I would go into buildings, historic places, even like even a restaurant, and I would just pick things up. I would I would know things. There was no way for mm-hmm. me to to know, and it was a lot of emotions. I didn't know what an empath was at that time, and it was really challenging growing up um, because you're 
you're already emotional as a teenager, but then you've got all these other elements on top of that because you're picking up 10 people's emotions that are around you and you know things that are going on that nobody's told you. And it made it really hard because you question, like, am I going crazy? Well, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going crazy, but am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you you know, you're emotional all the time because you're just feeling sad for everybody and you just want everybody to be happy and okay. And, you know, it just, um, it would have been really great. And I'm not the only one, like I've talked to so many people who said the same thing. They just wished um, people would talk to them and not in like a way where it's kind of like, oh, you're weird. We have to quietly talk about it. But having open conversations saying lots of people actually experience this. You're not alone. This is normal. You just have to learn to separate what you're picking up from your own and it just ways to make life a little bit easier for you but Mm -hmm. mostly that you know a lot of people do experience or have these gifts and we just don't talk about it and even now I mean it's great more people are but it's interesting uh, people that you have in your life that uh, you know have been dealing with these things for 40 50 60 years and only now they start talking about it and it's 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 nice to see so I see a change ahead Mm-hmm. I was mentioning, I think it was my last episode that I had uh, a family member who had a drinking problem. And uh, several years ago, he said something, we were chatting and he says, uh, you know, I, I see things and hear things. And I'm like, oh, like what? And he knew what I was doing, uh, what my, you know, that I would investigate. And I said, oh, you're just like the rest of the family. He's like, wait, what? And all his life, he didn't know that he had aunts, uncles, cousins, who also had abilities and he thought he was the only one and to help cope he would start drinking and it's like no you're not the only one seriously like you're not going crazy so um, yeah it's just it, it's horrible when someone has to go through that yeah it is it's um, yeah I mean it just you're right like it's you feel so bad thinking like oh this could have been so much easier on you and um, you know it just like anything you know, it just, the more we talk about it, the more we understand, the more we have answers. And, um, you know, just don't, nobody really wants to feel like they're the only one or alone. No, so it's, exactly. Everyone wants to be wanted and yes, understood. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about some of the investigations you've done. Sure. Um, I think a few of the team members will probably <laughs> agree. One, one of our uh, favorite uh, haunt spots was... Um, like I said, it started off when we were just helping. Um, I used to help another team, and they would have, like, weekend public events at the old Maritime Museum. So that was a fantastic place. Um, it was built the late 1800s here in Victoria. It was part of Fort Victoria. Um, it was the first Supreme Court. Um, there was a jail there. Uh, it was just, like, in a, this incredible place where so much happened around this building. Um so that was really fun. You know, I've spent countless nights there. Um, and that's a building you you can't walk in and not feel let down when you walked out. Like, you will experience something there within, like, a half an hour of being in that oh, building. Wow. Like, it is amazing. Um, it's a really good... It's got its cautious areas, and it has its very, like, oh, you don't have to worry, but you definitely can sense people are around. Like, it's great for visuals. Um, Mm -hmm. lots of shadowing happening there, um, really good place for orbs, um, sound, uh, it's a very active place, so it's, I didn't, I don't really find it's a place where you get a lot of, um, residual energy, 
but it's pretty neat when you're in one of the rooms and you hear a piano playing and you're like, oh, where did that come from? But you know, the resident judge used to play piano in his quarters there. Um, nice. There's, it's just amazing. And like everybody on the team, um, our team has changed a bit like um, over the years, but uh, the current team members who investigated there as well will say the same. Like it was just one of our favorite places. And it was really interesting too, because we would always um, split up into teams. And so when we'd go into a certain area, we would always document things as best we could. And then at the end of the night, we'd all have very similar experiences, even though we hadn't talked about those experiences uh, while the investigation was happening. Um, it was just, I don't know, it was just such a fantastic place. Uh, unfortunately, the building is really unsafe right now. And so it's been condemned mm. for a couple of years. So we don't really know the fate of it. It's too um, bad. A lot. Yeah, it is really too bad because it's just... Um, everybody knows about the maritime or the sorry I shouldn't call it that it used to it, used, it became the maritime museum for a while but um the courthouse um the mm. yeah the courthouse is just like everybody knows about it um if anybody's interested it's just in uh, bastion square and if you google the um the victoria or the first victoria courthouse like there's so much information on the net or internet about it it's pretty a fascinating place um but we've got some pretty good captures there um oh i should probably mention too before you go on that that's in british columbia canada i know you're you're there so <laughs> the <laughs> listeners don't know it probably helps <laughs> yes and i apologize in advance because when i speak i'm always like oh everybody knows what's going on in my head then i realize they don't <laughs> well yeah i was just realizing it's like oh yeah 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 oh wait a minute i don't think we mentioned where <laughs> um so yes, no, I appreciate that. And here, like Victoria is amazing too, because like we're considered one of the top five most haunted places in uh, North America. Some people really argue that we are the most haunted area. Um, there's there's a lot that goes on here. It seems like a sleepy little town, but you know, it's a pretty heavily um, place where there's a lot of dark practices um, and groups that perform and do things around here um there's some great communities of white witchcraft um we you know we do have some history from like the 1800s you know up until now that have caused some of the hauntings uh pretty much when you're downtown victoria every you walk into any building and everybody will tell you a ghost story from each of the buildings and nice. the great thing about that is that there is history to back that up mm-hmm um, one of the other places that we thought was pretty neat was Old Morris Tobacconist. So that's on Government Street, right downtown by the Inner Harbor. And um, that business has been there for like, I believe it's been in operation for over 100 years or around wow. 100 years. Like it's been there for quite a long time. So it was really neat. You hear all these stories about the underground tunnels in Victoria and a lot of people say they don't exist. But if you go into their basement, you can actually see the opening of where the tunnels were sealed up. Um, there were there were lots of um, limitations and things at the time about not being allowed to sell alcohol and tobacco. Mm. And so there was a lot of illegal trades running through the, these tunnels, um, as well as the opium trade was actually pretty um, pretty prevalent or prevalent yep. here. And um, so yeah, it's really it's. <clears throat> that was a really fascinating building to be like see some of these folklore tales actually are true are there any um, underground tunnels that are open that you would have been able to uh, do investigations because that would be really interesting there was 
a lot of people lie because they don't want people um, going Sniffing down around. there. Yeah. I know the city of Victoria did find one last year, but they sealed it up right away before too many people got wind of it. Mm-hmm. The one that we were originally allowed to go into when we were preparing for that, this was a couple, probably about four or five years back, um, right before we were allowed to investigate there, it got shut down because the city said no. Nobody had been in those tunnels for a long time, mm-hmm. and there was not great safe. gas. Exactly, yeah. Yep. Structure-wise and gas-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, we never... The closest we got was the um, was in Old Moore's Tobacconist and just by the entrance. And we definitely did pick up some, some things on our devices there. So we felt... Um, we felt that those tunnels are active still. <laughs> hmm. What sort of things did you did you uh, get for evidence? A really incredible um, EVPs as well as on the ghost box. Like we had some, with a male a very clear communication. Mm-hmm. And it, these weren't just like one or two simple answers. It was like, hello, my name is, um, you know, and when we would ask questions, um, why are you down here? injured you know hurt um how did you get hurt like we were getting some pretty Hmm. significant answers to those things so it was pretty it was pretty neat we didn't really um get a lot on the photos or the videos there was like a lot of blurring like in very certain areas of the photos or the video that didn't really make sense even when considering like the light sources and the dust and all that Mm -hmm. the debris um, so we found that interesting, but not conclusive. Um, the, the other gadgets worked really well down there. Like the K2 worked very well down there. The dousing rods worked really well down there. Um, those those are kind of our key key ones that we find work well. Hmm. And you uh, temperature spikes too, actually. Sorry, oh, that was really? the other thing we noticed. Or drops, I should say. Yeah. How far did it drop? Or do you do you recall? offhand I can't remember I remember it was significant enough like yeah. usually if it's a couple degrees I always blow it off like mm-hmm. yeah that's just current or whatever but it yep. was I remember being like okay that's interesting nice have you ever had any investigations where you or any other team members are like nope I'm not doing this um it's just bad vibes or it just feels oh sorry I don't know if you can hear that someone's honking the horn outside (laughs) really i'm recording (laughs) um that it was just too scary or uh you had scratches or anything happen um on some investigations it's more been like in certain rooms where people won't go in um Mm -hmm. we i never that's the one thing is like i never ever ever want anybody to feel like they have to do something that they don't feel comfortable with if they're telling you they're feeling really uneasy or just that they seem off, um, we just say, okay, just, you know, either take a break from what we're doing right now or just you don't have to go into that room. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never, there was only one time and it was an, at an outdoor location where um, it was attached to like a local story that comes up like every year um, about this one ghost that people always try to, to go see. Um, and just that team member, just once we got there, didn't feel comfortable. Um, and just, she wanted to wait on the other side of the road. Um, but that, I think it was more, I think there was a lot of things making her uncomfortable, just not necessarily the situation. It was Mm -hmm. more just being there at night, worried about being on the property, that, that sort of thing. Okay. 
But um, no, I think everybody on the team is pretty good. They're pretty dedicated. Um, like I say, we take a lot of precautions. We always do our, you know, protection rituals. Um, we each have our own little things that we do on investigations that we feel safe uh, or to keep us feeling safe. Um, you know, and I've got a role too that if somebody seems affected, um, you know, once, okay, we'll give it another try. If it happens again, that's it. You know, you're out of that room or we're going to stop. You know, you're just not going to participate in the investigation anymore just to keep people safe. So um, it's more of that than people being like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you, um, after an investigation or even before, do you sage or do you have holy water, say prayers and just like... um, because I know a lot of teams do that, and some teams don't do anything because they don't want to have anything that's going to hinder anything that might, uh, um, you know, if, they, if they're too protected, they're not going to get any evidence, they believe. Right. No, we, we definitely um, will do things to keep us protected. I don't, with typical investigations, no, we don't sage or use any of those kind of scented practices before um, a lot for that reason we want to see what people are really experiencing but we do try to use like we do have rituals where it's very simple like we're just asking the energies of the earth and you know just to keep us safe and we all also have our own individual uh, practices that we do Um, for example I have this um, cross that I had found when I was in England that's like hundreds and hundreds of years old and For me, that just makes me feel safe, and I wear that through every investigation. Um, I also keep things like jet or obsidian or any of the darker stones with our equipment just Mm -hmm. because I feel that um, still allows things to happen, but it keeps our equipment safe and keeps connections from actually connecting. Um, Everybody on the team has their own little thing like that as well where they just will wear something or bring something with them or will do Mm -hmm. their own... um, religious practice on their own just to keep them extra safe and then we uh we'll usually do something at the end too just to be like a separation just be like very very respectful like you know we always go in there with like um love and appreciation and just Mm -hmm. you know we're not here to harm you we're not here to cause any disrupt or upset we just want to communicate if you want to communicate and at the end just to be like okay we're closing this down you are not allowed to follow us home Mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing we respected you respect us so yeah. so we do those types of things so you don't provoke <laughs> that's good <laughs> no we really try not to i mean the only time i mean i guess it's not really provoking but like when something is obviously affecting you i you know i and some of the other team members will get i don't want to say aggressive but we will stand up for ourselves mm-hmm. um you know often using like the rule of three like you are not allowed to cross this line back off and um you know, just get forceful in that way just when we need to. But Mm -hmm. no, I don't, the way I look at things, like you wouldn't walk into like a Starbucks or a Tim Hortons (laughs) and just stand there and look at a stranger and be like, you, you tell us right now your life story and be aggressive (laughs) about it. Yep. (laughs) So I try to, you know, look at it the same way when we're investigating, like we're entering their space and, you know, whether it's good or bad, I mean, at least give respect there because, I mean, even if it is something negative, I think if you, like we've seen on some of the shows, like if you walk in there already having that energy, that heavy, dark, aggressive energy, well, of course you're going to get that back, whether it's Mm -hmm. 
you know, good or bad. So we don't want that. We, you know, we're not really looking for that. We're just trying to figure out what's there. How can we help if we need to help um, tell a story if we're getting a story from beyond? But yeah, we never want to, we never want to cause any additional upset. I totally agree um, about uh, the respect part. And uh, it's just like, like you said, walking into someone's home or a business or something, and you just walk up to someone and start screaming at them, you know, what's your name and tell us your story. Um, <laughs> I, I find a lot of times when people are having experiences, and I don't know if you found this as well, they think it's something that's negative. They might get the odd scratch or the odd nudge or something. Uh, and when we go in, it's nothing bad. It's just that entity. And I'm going to say entity because we don't know if, if they're ghosts or, or what they are. We just know we're getting a response from something. So I just mm -hmm. give it a generic name and I call it an entity. Uh, that entity is trying to communicate with you and they're getting frustrated because you're ignoring them or they think you're ignoring them. So they, you know, yeah. they get frustrated. So when someone goes in who can actually... Um, who wants to talk to them and actually can hear them, then it's like, oh, okay, finally this person can, wants to talk to me and they're able to. So do you find yes. that happens as well? Yeah, a lot of the times I definitely do. I mean, I yeah. have, there's been a few uh, private residence locations where unfortunately it's been the opposite where, okay, now this, the entity will see that person engaging and so negative in activity mm. increases. But for the most part, yes, I agree with you. Um, yeah. You know, they're just, uh, you know, frustrated, because the same as us. Like, we know something's going on, but we don't know what they're experiencing. Like, mm -hmm. it's probably scary and uncomfortable and limiting on their end as well. Yeah. Um, one example I could give is, and really, this was kind of the tipping point for me, um, for really realizing what's going on and to really kind of dive into this on a bit more of a serious level. Um I was living, I had just moved back to Victoria and I was living in this townhouse and things started happening pretty much immediately. And I was living by myself. It was just me and my cat. And what started freaking me out was my cat was starting to respond to things. And I mean, it was terrifying. Like at this point I hadn't never experienced, like I really thought what I was experiencing you'd only see in like horror movies. Um, you know, I would have doors fly open. I was pinned oh, wow. against the wall. I turned around and saw a man walking up the stairs. I opened a door and there was like papers flying everywhere after a lamp got ripped out of the wall. Like it was hmm. awful. Like it was the scariest thing I'd ever witnessed. And then after about two months of that, I broke down and I just started yelling out being like, I don't know what you are, what you want. Just like leave me alone. Like, and things changed at that point. And I also started looking back realizing yeah, it was scary and terrifying, but I never got hurt. Like, even though it was negative, um, it felt very negative and heavy. And I just, after that, I just felt like somebody slouched behind me, just kind of like frustrated. And I never experienced any of that activity again mm -hmm. after that. And so to me, it got me thinking, being like, I think that person or whatever, the entity or whatever was there, was just frustrated and trying to communicate and they weren't getting the reaction out of me that they wanted. And I mm -hmm. was getting a reaction out of them that seemed very scary and harmful. And it wasn't that it's just, you know, everything that's trying to come through on each side isn't getting through. And mm -hmm. so it becomes frustrating. And exactly like you say, I, I think it's a lot of frustrations and people just jumping to conclusions because based on their fear and what they experienced and not really looking at the big picture being like, well, 
did I really get hurt? Is that really what was happening at the time? And mm-hmm. I think it's really important to do when, whether we're investigators or whether it's just somebody experiencing something in their home, like look at the big picture. Like, do, is this really trying to hurt you or are you just, is it just scary? Like mm-hmm. in catching you off guard. That entity also could have seen, uh, seen you as why are you in my home? <laughs> you know, maybe they just didn't understand. I don't know. Absolutely. And you know what? I totally agree because, um, again, it was at a time where there wasn't really a lot of people to help you then. And so Mm -hmm. I started looking into history because I didn't know. And I did find out that that was um, a First Nations burial ground that that uh, property had been built on. And that also I wasn't the only person who had experienced things in that location um, up until that point. Apparently, I knew somebody who moved in there after. People Mm -hmm. didn't experience anything after that but there had been other cases um and that land had been taken away um unfavorably so yeah i can understand why they would be uh angry yep absolutely yeah Yeah, i totally agree and at that point i'm like you know what fair enough i mean i'm sorry i didn't know but totally get why you're upset (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and um what i said earlier about um if you're having a negative experience, it's not always a negative entity, it's just frustrated. That doesn't happen all the time. I'm not saying all these instances are good entities. It does happen that the bad experiences you're happening, they're negative entities. So I just want to throw that out there. You're absolutely right. And um, you're right. Like, I think there's so many, so many things that we could look at to why, why things are happening. And, And also too, I mean, like, us the living you know like we're we're not always the kindest or nicest people too and maybe that they actually are really nice entities but they're reacting to how we are Mm -hmm. totally agree why don't you tell us before uh we have a few more minutes here tell us a little bit about your uh, your project with your um i keep wanting to call it a network and i know it's not a network (laughs) (laughs) i apologize (laughs) Um, production company Production company, yes, yeah. yeah we um, like we we had we'd been working on a few projects for a number of years, and we had previously been with a an established production company. Um, we just at this point found it was better to start our own. So we have a legally registered production company called Pair Adventure Entertainment, and um, our first project uh, that we want to do is uh, we're just starting to pitch a series concept called Unveiled, and uh, we're pretty excited about it. It was. Again, the premises, um, and with all due respect, we just want to do a real reality show and just kind of give a more spotlight on what it's like to be a paranormal investigator from A to B. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, we're pretty excited about it, and we're, we're pretty confident. Um, we put a lot of work into this. There's so many amazing people that are linked or working in the show in some aspect or another, and I... I'm so grateful for everybody's involvement and support because it's just a really good team and everybody really brings something unique to the table. Um, so I'm very excited to see what, what we can do. And uh, we're hopeful. We uh, we're hopeful we can get onto the big screen. And if not, then you know what, that's fine. We've had a really great adventure and um, you know, so it always leads to somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> so that's project one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get a lot of luck with that and, and, get to be on the big screen that'll be that would be so awesome then i can say hey i know that person <laughs> totally and we're definitely bringing you on an investigation as i said <laughs> oh yes oh that would be so cool 
Thank you. That would be fun to have you. <laughs> and uh, you were talking about a show earlier in the beginning. Um, is there a name for that show, or is it still under the um, I the oh, I still want to call it a network. Good grief, production <laughs> um, company. <laughs> everything is kind of linked together like our paranormal team is un unearthing shadows paranormal uh the production company is paradventure entertainment so the paradventure entertainment is a legal entity um and yeah the show the the concept name which we're hoping will stick this time because you know how it changes mm. ten thousand times <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's un unveiled we thought okay. that was a good name for i like that trying to yeah we I don't know. It's always evolving, but right now, that's the keeper. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and as always, at the on the show notes, I will be adding all the links that you want me to, to add so people uh, don't have to frantically remember any names. They can just go to the show notes and click on it, and boom, it brings you right to uh, all these links. Thank you so much for doing that. I've, I've come to realize that... Um, the names seemed kind of cool at the time, but have become very complicated and long. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> difficult choosing names. It really is. It really is because you want something meaningful, something that represents mm -hmm. what you're doing and unique. And yes. usually that long and complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to, th do you have any final thoughts? Do you have any suggestions for people who want to get into the paranormal or if they want to reach out to you because they're having paranormal activity? Yes, we are always happy to help. Um, and the other thing is if we can't help you, we always, we have a really good network of people we can mm -hmm. refer you to, but we are thrilled to answer questions, help, whatever, whatever we can do. Um, my advice for anybody wanting to get into the field, um, it always comes with a lot of caution. Mm -hmm. And the first question I always ask is, why are you doing this? Um, if you're just doing it because you want to be that person who just wants to get the evidence and, uh, you know, get some fame out of it, you, this may not be the right field or opportunity for you. But if yeah. you have good intent that you're curious, you're wanting to find out what's going on, take the time to really understand this field and what you could potentially be coming across because I tell you you know I'd like to say nothing ever scares me that's <laughs> BS I mean like you will be unsettled scared um, everything mm -hmm. jumping into this field um, do your research form your own opinions talk to others too to see what they think understand the equipment that you're using um, understand the location that you're going to document everything and um just be as proactive as you can but before you join anything look join other groups um talk to like join forums talk to people who are investigators talk to people who are researchers like just get as much information as you can and never stop getting information once you've actually taken the next step becoming an investigator some great advice Thank you so much, Andrea, for helping me to celebrate my three-year anniversary of Paranormal Heart. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, and congratulations. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of perplexed, or not perplexed, but I just never thought that I'd uh, go beyond a couple of episodes. But uh, like my friend Jim Mallard said, once you've gotten about five to eight episodes under your belt, that's when you know if you're going to like it and you're going to stay with it. And three years later... <laughs> So I think this is episode 47. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it. 
Oh, that's awesome. And selfishly, I hope you continue to do it for many years to come because I think you're amazing. And oh, thank you. I, lo- I love your um, I love your platform. I think it's really great. Thank you. And thank you so much again. And you take care. And I wish you the best of luck in your not network. Good grief. <laughs> Production <laughs> company. Oh, why? It's because it's so warm today. Canadian can't <laughs> handle this in November. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. So good luck with everything and uh, much love yeah. and light to you, my friend. Thank you so much and same to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, take care. You too. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to purpleplanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 